Welcome to Mondays with Melissa. Join us every Monday to talk about health, wellness, mom life, faith, hope, and anything in between. I'm your host, Melissa Rolfs. I'm a holistic health and life coach, and I help women break free from sugar and stress eating so they can be calm, confident, and in control. After my own tumultuous journey with food, sugar, and stress eating, I found freedom, and my heart and my desire is for you to find freedom too. So let's start on the journey. Hello, and welcome back to Mondays with Melissa. I'm so excited to be here today. Today, I have a really, really important topic. It, I don't think it's boring, but I also love this kind of stuff. So I'm going to try to jazz it up as much as I can, but I'm going to talk to you today about the impact of blood sugar on mood, and I'm going to give you seven things you can do today to manage your blood sugar, which is going to help your mood. So let's dive in. Let me share the seven tips. I'm sure I'll have some stories and personal experiences along the way to make it a little more juicy for you. Okay. So the important thing about blood sugar to note is that it is not only something that diabetics need to be aware of. We all have blood sugar. Our blood sugar is fluctuating based on these things I'm going to share with you. And that affects our mood. Okay, so if you find yourself feeling a little bit irritable, a little bit moody, a little bit short with your kids, maybe not showing up in the world as you desire because of your moods, blood sugar could be a very, very big piece of the puzzle. It certainly was for me. So what do we do? The first thing we want to do is we want to make sure we are drinking more water. It balances your blood sugar by helping you to decrease cravings and increase your energy. Okay. Tons of benefits to drinking water. I'm not going to go into them right now. The rule of thumb is you want to shoot for half of your body weight in ounces of water. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you're going to want to drink 50 ounces of water. If you weigh 150, you're going to want to drink 75 ounces. I'm doing quick math here, okay? So if you need tips for drinking more water, you can always add fruits and vegetables, maybe infuse it a little bit. Um, that might be helpful. Water temperature might have a piece to do with it as well. I know some people really prefer room temperature water. Other people really prefer ice cold water. So figure out what works best for you. Tip number two to balance your blood sugar is make sure you are getting enough protein. So protein helps balance blood sugar by slowing down digestion, which also slows down the absorption of any carbohydrate-based food you consume along with it. And this is going to lessen the intensity and frequency of the blood sugar roller coaster. Too little protein or too much protein can cause sugar cravings. So for me, little Miss Sugar Addict here, living off carbs and sugar and Diet Dr. Pepper, no wonder my moods were all over the place because I wasn't getting enough protein. Water, no problem. Protein was a struggle. So protein is a huge factor in that as well. And if you need tips for more protein, let me know. I'm happy to help you. The third step to balance blood sugar is add healthy fats to your meals. So you're going to want to have healthy fats. Your body needs healthy fats. These are things like coconut um, oils, olive oils, um, nuts. Those are some healthy fats. Okay. So let's make sure you are getting enough fats. Um, number four is count chemicals 
not calories, because increasing food quality is the key to balancing blood sugar and improving health. And by golly, there is a really popular diet plan out there on the market right now that is full of chemicals. It is a chemical crap show, but people are raging over it because they are losing weight. And I hate to burst your bubble, but if you are losing weight and then getting your health in the process, it doesn't really matter. So make sure that you are counting chemicals, not calories. If you have ingredients on the label that you don't understand, that you don't know what they are, don't do it, okay? Just don't do it. So make sure that you are eating quality foods that improve your health and help your blood sugar. Number five is to focus on consistent meal timing. So if you're eating sporadically or haphazardly, this really can cause highs and lows in your blood sugar, which creates stress on the body. Eating only once a day or having a lighter small snack in the morning with a heavy or big dinner at night is setting your system up to be in a reactionary or survival place rather than being able to properly divert resources towards healing, repairing, and thriving. Our goal here is to heal, repair, and thrive. I don't know about you guys, but I want to heal, I want to repair, I want to thrive, okay? So that's really, really the goal. So on the flip side, eating frequently throughout the day can also be taxing on a system. It can lead to things like insulin resistance, which means your body's going to require higher levels of insulin to bring the blood glucose concentration back down into a physiological balance, okay? So you want to just make sure that you are listening to your body and you're honoring that hunger and fullness. Your body is your own best health expert. The sixth step is sleep. And when you're sleep deprived, your cortisol rises and that's gonna mimic the blood sugar roller coaster and all of its harmful effects, which include weight gain, insulin resistance, heart attacks, high blood pressure, depression, osteoporosis, decreased immune function, and more. So lack of sleep also increases the hormone ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone, and it's predominantly produced in the stomach, and it also acts on the pleasure center of the brain, which can prompt you to reach for multiple servings. Have you ever noticed that when you're tired, you tend to be more hungry? That's why, okay? You also might make poor decisions when you're tired. I do. <laughs> and finally, the last thing that you can do, let me make sure that I've got them all covered here. Number seven, um, I think that was six. Let me just double check my notes. I really wanna give you guys accurate information. So if it means holding up just a second to not miss anything, I am down with that. Yes, number seven is movement. And this is so important for health. It's important for mood. It's important for balancing blood sugar. I think a lot of times we associate exercise with I have to or I should, and it's not, the, the mindset around it is no pain, no gain. And that's really detrimental. I don't want you to have that mindset. I want you to think of um, movement feeling good. I want you to find something that you enjoy, that it's fun and pleasurable because when you're having fun and you're enjoying it, you're going to be more motivated to do it. And then the results are just a nice benefit as well. So movement has physical and emotional benefits including increased confidence and self-esteem. It boosts those serotonin levels in the brain, which are those feel-good chemicals and neurotransmitters. So make sure that you are getting your movement. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. I've given you seven quick tips of things you can do to help your mood be the best that it can be. If you want to talk more, let me know. I'll put a link to my coffee chat in the show notes below, and I will catch you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for being here. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. I have become increasingly aware 
of the damage that diet culture is having on women, how it is causing us to really loathe our bodies instead of love them. And I can't help but wonder what would happen if women would not focus on losing the weight, but they would focus on losing the hate, the hate of their bodies, the hate of their obsession with food, the hate of clothes not fitting, just everything that goes with that. And what if you really could find peace and freedom with food, with your body, and with your life? Well, I believe that you can, and I am so excited to share my new resource. I have a very quick, like 30-minute workshop and guide on how to find body peace and freedom. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes because I really believe this resource is so important for so many of you right now. And I want as many women as possible to get their hands on it. So if this would be beneficial to you, if it would be beneficial to someone you know, please share it. It's time to stop focusing on losing the weight and focus on losing the hate. Love you guys. I am so excited to share something new with you. Are you a mom who just really feels overwhelmed and kind of burnt out, kind of stressed, kind of frazzled, really feel like you are treading water most of the time? Well, if so, this is an invitation for you to join my new program, Finding Freedom, and it's really helping moms become fearless fierce and free. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you to check out the program, what it involves. It's a group program where we'll do a once a month prayer call. We'll do a once a month coaching call. There will be discussion, accountability, resources. I really desire for you to find freedom and peace with food, with your body and your life. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. And I can't wait to see you inside.